Hey, welcome back to the JLR Equestrian Podcast with your host, Jordan Risky. And today I have a super exciting guest with me here today, and it is my aunt, Robin, once again. And for those who haven't listened to the podcast before, she was also on another episode previous. And it was a super fun discussion, so if you want to go and listen to that after you listen to this one. So welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me, Miss Jordan. <laughs> oh, yes, of course. So my aunt came up with a really great idea of instead of interviewing her, she wanted to interview me so that you guys could get to know me a little bit more if you guys don't really know who really I am. So thought it would be something fun. Yeah, I thought we would do more of an update with your whole life so your listeners can know what you've been up to and what new uh, shows you have coming up and what's new in your life. Yeah, you sounds re- like a plan. Ready, Jordan? Oh, gonna be I in hope so. <laughs> I hope so. Well, let's start off with something pretty simple. Uh, school. You're still going to college. Why don't you tell your listeners uh, where where you're at in your education right now? Alrighty, so this past winter, I just finished up my associate's degree in business administrations at Washtenaw Community College. And then I took a semester off from like January to April, just because I knew the show season was going to be a little bit hectic there. So then I came back home to Michigan and I started school back up with Central Michigan University. So CMU, and they have a whole online program for a business degree. So I'm working on that right now. Um, My classes for the summer actually finish up this week. So then I'll have 90 credits done and I have to get to 120. So I'm almost done. I should be done by next year sometime. It just kind of depends on how big the coursework works out to be and everything. But my degree right now will be in business administration still. So how many classes are you currently taking right now? So right now it's two. I was really lucky that they were able to do like two classes the first part of the summer semester. And then like they overlapped when these other two classes began. So there was like a lot going on the last week of the two classes and the starting of the other two classes. But right now it's just two and they'll be done on Friday. So that's super exciting. And so have you already registered for your next set of classes? Oh, yeah. Pretty much my schedule set up for me to graduate right now. So that's all set. It's just kind of like, hopefully, I'll be able to get through it because it's not going to be like this semester where it like broke it up half and half. It'll be pretty heavy. Um, I think I'll have five different classes I'll be taking. So it'll be a little hefty, but get through it. So you're gonna have five classes coming up all at one time. Yeah, I believe that's how it's working. There might be one that like starts early or begins later, but yeah. So when do you find time to do all your studying, your homework, and taking tests? Um, It's a lot, but mainly like at night. So I generally ride and work during the day. So I work during the daylight and then at night, the last like few hours of the day, uh, that's when I work on all my homework. And generally, it's pretty easy because it's all online work. So it's not like I have to be on at a specific time and everything. I can just kind of do it whenever I need to. And some of the classes, like, you know exactly when everything's due. So you can sometimes get ahead on stuff. 
Um, sometimes I don't always get ahead, but I'll like stay on track. I never get behind because my grades are super important to me. Um, so that's kind of how I do it. That's just what works for me. Everybody so do you have different. any? Do you have any plans after you get your bachelor degree to continue on with any other kind of schooling? Yeah, after my bachelor's degree, I'll hopefully plan on going to chiropractic school to become a human chiropractor and hopefully be able to do horses as well. So then I'll have a good, hopefully, income after I do the chiropractic school and graduate from that. And then I can kind of do my horses more of a hobby on the side and be able to fund myself instead of just doing the horses all the time, like all day, every day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah. speaking of work, where are you currently working? I have a few different jobs currently. So I currently, for three days out of the week, I work for Robin Walker still. I work Monday through Wednesday generally. And then I also help my brother with his lawn mowing business. So that's like Thursday through Sunday. It just kind of depends on how many lawns we have to do. Because sometimes there's a few that are like every other week, but I kind of make it work with the other long that does that as well. So I do that as well. And then I've also been doing a lot of lessons in clinics. So I do a lot. So I went up to Traverse City the beginning of June. I did one with the Metamora Hunt Pony Club that is like two hours away from us. And then I've done some with other local pony club riders that have come to me or we met up at Rebel Run. So that's been really fun. And then I just help my mom with her summer camps as well with when she needs me to fill in and then just helping her with her beginner lessons here and there as well. And then some training rides as well. So that, lots of a, things. That's, that's a lot. <laughs> and you go to school. Yeah. <laughs> yes. There's a lot going on. <laughs> so when do you, when do you sleep? <laughs> yeah. Right. Not, not that much, but it's okay. It works. <laughs> So who do you work with when you're working for Robin Walker um, in Michigan? Who else works there and who do you have like a coworker that you work closely with? Yeah, so there's a few of us. So Mikey Nolan's one of the other riders for Robin, as well as McKenna Knott. And so they have been working for Robin for a long time. Um, so they're the main head guys ken is more like the manager of it all and makes everything run smooth smoothly and making sure we keep everything going how it should be and she rides as well for him and then we also have i work for him and then we had a girl named grace that was up for the last month which is really great she was working she's a working student so she got to help around the farm and learn more like the ins and the outs how the upper level barn works and then we have a girl named taylor who just actually started boarding here at our farm um my mom and i's farm and so she got a job over there with us as well so she's kind of there all the time which is really great so then it's not like only three of us doing stalls all the time so it's been great well that's yeah. good it helps uh split the workload up yeah for sure and how did you like doing the the clinics for the pony club how was that I different really, since you used to, you used to go to them and now you were helping um, teach them? Yeah, I really loved, I always loved clinics. They're really fun. You learn a lot and you also meet a lot of people. Um, I really liked teaching them because I got to really see all these riders that are coming up in the world of 
horses and everything because I remember when I was at Little and I had all these upper level riders or these older kids that I would look up to and now I'm kind of in that role where these riders can kind of look to me for guidance and how they can form their path up through their riding career and I just really like when a rider comes to me and they're kind of struggling with something whether it be their position or maybe their horse they're struggling to get them to move the way that they want to or they're not being relaxed and then by the end of the lesson they're really confident their position changed and like they're seeing the results that they didn't think were really possible so that's really cool it does sound fun yeah so what's uh what's going on in your personal life like <laughs> as in what do you do for fun if you actually have any spare time or with a boyfriend where are you living well, I currently live at home with my mom and dad. It's lovely because we have a nice farm here, so I get to live here with my horses right at the farm. I honestly would rather live on a farm the rest of my life instead of ever living in the ta in town or in a city. That is not for me. If it's for people, that's great. That is not for me. I like to wake up and be able to see my horses outside <laughs> and just walk out it to the barn. So <laughs> and where is and where is your family farm? It's in Manchester, Michigan. Yeah, so we're in Michigan. We're in Manchester, so it's right outside of Ann Arbor. So we're pretty local. We're like 20 minutes to Ann Arbor, 20 minutes to Jackson, like 40 minutes to the airport. So we're in a pretty good location. And then, um, what else? I like to... <laughs> In my free time, I like to just have fun and do different things. Um, I've gone axe throwing before. I just like going out and doing fun things, bowling. I like to watch movies. But uh, um, didn't you also, like, uh, go to the <laughs> W4 Country I, karaoke contest? I did, yeah. This what summer, the local, uh, <laughs> the local radio station was doing this uh, karaoke where you could win uh, some money if you, like, got in, like, the top placing. So I was, like, super convinced. I was like, no, I'm not going to go do it. Like, I was like, oh, maybe I will. And then there were, like, starting at, like, 6.30 or 7, and it's, like, 6.30. And I was like, eh, you know, I think I'm going to go up there and see if they'll let me sing. And I was like, oh, Okay. I was like, okay, we'll see you later. You can meet me up there if you want. And I go up there, and I was the last person to sing. And I sang uh, Before He Cheats by Carrie Underwood. And I was, like, I think in the top three or five out of, like, 30 people. Nice. So that was pretty cool. So then I did yeah, it, like, two other cool. times. It was really yeah. fun. That's good. Yeah. Did you Get sing you the your same comfort song? Zone. No. I did two black Cadillacs the next time, and then I was like, you know, I'm gonna change it up a little bit. So I sang um, "I Will Survive" for the last time, for the last one that I did, and that was mm -hmm. super fun, and the crowd was like really into it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sorry I missed it. I didn't get to see any of it. I know it was pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> oh so yeah. What's What's going on with your uh, your love life? Oh, I have a boyfriend. <laughs> um, his name is Thomas. He actually lives down in Florida. 
um, over by Crystal River. So it's like a half hour, 40 minutes from Ocala. So it was pretty close to where I was all winter. So that was cool. I met him while I was down there in Florida. So that was awesome. And so we've been making it work long distance. Um, we FaceTime all the time. And that probably is like the best thing. And then he came up in June for some time with his family because they had a wedding up here in Michigan because he has family that's actually from Michigan. Mm -hmm. So he came up for a wedding. So I got to see him for a while and he ended up driving out to Virginia for the EA21 clinic with me. So that was good to have someone drive out there for the long haul because it's a far drive to drive by yourself with a horse. Yeah, it's good to have somebody else there with you. Did anybody else yeah. go out to that clinic with you? Yeah, I think somebody else did meet us out there, <laughs> Aunt Rue. <laughs> and then Jocelyn as well met us out there. Yes, yes, I was. Yeah. it was fun. I drove, it was like six-hour drive for me to get up to Virginia to uh, meet up with the Jordan and Thomas and got to watch Jordan ride in the uh, twenty one clinic what did you call it i forgot the what EA it's called 21 ea 21 <laughs> um and then my my cousin jocelyn she lives up there so she came by too as well to help uh watch and give support yeah it was a good time it was fun it was really fun it was a beautiful facility Very yeah nice. it really was it really was and then thomas actually flew up uh what was it, two weeks ago? My mom told me that she was going to pick up my aunt, Robin, at the airport. And I was like, why do you have to go pick up my aunt? Like, I thought she was here. Why do you have to go pick her up? So I'm, like, sitting there all, like, confused. And we're at the 4-H fair, and he, like, comes up and hugs me from behind. And I was just like, what? No way. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, he <laughs> wanted to surprise you and come up for yeah. a long weekend. Yeah, so, so that, that was, was good to have him up here. Yeah. So, so do you have plans to go down there and surprise him anytime soon? Oh, we'll see. We'll see. Hopefully. <laughs> In your busy schedule? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, what else is going on with your, if you don't mind talking about your health situation, with having um, your cancer diagnosis and then going into remission? Anything new with that? Yeah, so we like scan every few months to just like check up on all my lymph nodes that had the cancer in them and see how they're doing and everything. And so my last previous scan was in December, like around Christmas time, and everything looked good then. So then we just scheduled everything for when I'd be back in Michigan. Um, so that was like the beginning of June. So we did our first scan, which is like an MRI, just to kind of see what the the um, mass that was there behind my nose looks like. That all looked good, but there was a lymph node kind of like in my throat that was a little concerning. So they had a discussion with all the doctors at a tumor board meeting to just kind of be like, we don't know what we should do. Like, do we just watch this? So they ended up sending me for a PET scan because a PET scan, they uh, inject you with radioactive sugars and those sugars go to all the locations where um, there's a lot of activity and cancer generally has high activity um, with the sugars because it's kind of powered by sugars generally. Hmm. So that came up 
as like a spot on the PET scan that was on the MRI. So then they were still kind of concerned, but it was also in a really hard to get to location. So they weren't sure if they could do a biopsy or not, because that'd be the only way to kind of tell like what's going on. So um, my doctor, no one at our hospital at St. Joe wanted to do it because of the high risk. And then my ear, nose, throat specialist didn't want to do it because he would have had to cut open my jaw to do it, I guess. So then they found that someone at U of M. Yeah, no. So then they found someone at um, U of M in the radiation oncology team that has done this a few times. So he, so we went in for a biopsy. I had to be completely put out. They went in with a needle through my cheek and kind of went between my two jaw bones to get to the lymph node because it's like right in the back of my throat, right next to your carotid artery that goes to your brain. So they're like, it's like really, really high risk. Like we don't want to like hit it or anything. So they took like eight samples. They had the pathologist there and there's like a 5% chance that the samples that they took um, would come back undiagnosable because the lymph nodes are so compacted with all the cells that are in them that even if they get the samples, they couldn't really diagnose anything. And so that's what it ended up being is was undiagnosable. So now we just kind of wait and see how I continue feeling because I feel fine and everything and just wait till we rescan in September and see if anything changes. And then if it changes, then we'll have to re-biopsy it, but kind of just wait and see now. And so you kind of said, but you've been feeling just fine. You don't, you're not lethargic. You don't feel sore or anything no pain or anything like that right yeah it's just hard because like is it like sore from that or is it sore from working because I'm busy all the time like my body's working hard all the time so it's just kind of hard to like pinpoint it and be like is that why I'm tired or is it because like I'm riding all day and I'm outside working all day but before my diagnosis in the beginning I felt fine before it was only like I had felt the swollen lymph node that was the only symptom that I had so really now we just wait for the scan and see and when is that again it's uh in the middle of September sometime I don't remember the exact date okay so about another month and a half yeah yeah oh yeah so let's talk about what everyone here wants to talk about and listen about is horses so can you give us a big update on your two horses, Breezy and Liam? I guess uh, maybe start with Breezy. Where's she at? Um, yeah. How's her? She right. had an injury at one point. Is she recovered? Yeah. So Breezy was, was um, off for some time during the winter because she um, broke her splint bones somehow. We're not really sure exactly what she did, but so she had to have a few months off and that healed up and she was doing really good. And she competed at Ocala and then at Virginia at the end of May. And she was absolutely great. And then we were at home and she ended up getting kicked in the field in her leg. And, um, so she had to get some stitches to kind of heal that up. And then she was doing good, and then she ended up abscessing on her foot, so then she had to have some more time off. But 
it's healing up now. She's moving really good now. So we're slowly getting her back into sh into work and getting her back into shape so that she can hopefully do some stuff this fall. But just want to take it slow so that she doesn't get hurt or anything. Um, but we're super excited uh, that she's back moving good and feeling very, very good. She's She loves to work. So that's what she's got going for her for sure. She's a good girl. So so what level was she competing at before her injury in the winter in Ocala? Like what was she her was, last? Yeah, she, we ran an intermediate and then we were like about to go run our first advanced and then she just got kind of sore and just we weren't really sure what was going on. So we had to give her some time off and then it ended up being um, the split bone. And just had to have some time off for it to heal. Thankfully, she didn't need to get surgery to have it removed. It healed up fine. There's just a bump from it, but that's about it. Yeah. So she was last going intermediate, almost advanced. Mm -hmm. Now with yeah. all this time off, and you're, you've got to get her back into condition. What uh, show do you have planned for her, and what level are you going to compete at? Do you um, think, or what's the our plan? First her first show back well honestly we just kind of got to see how she feels once we start increasing her workload right now she gets into shape really quick because she is a thoroughbred so she does have that going for her she's not like a big draft where you have to like completely start over which is very very good so uh our first show back would probably be just a prelim just to kind of get her out and about since sometimes she can be quite a bit spooky out on cross country after she hasn't been going. Um, so then we'll do that maybe the end of September and then hopefully um, move her back up to intermediate in October and then see how she's going from there. If we go down south, then maybe see about moving up. But it just kind of see how she goes and how she's feeling and everything. Yeah, that makes sense. What yeah. would you say with Breezy is one of her biggest strengths in competition? Oh, she just loves to jump anything. She'll jump literally anything for me. She loves to show jump, especially when you're in a bigger arena. She just loves it. So, like, if you're at the horse park in the bigger arena or Great Meadows, those are, like, her favorite show jumping rinks because they're pretty open. Um, she struggles when you go into the smaller ring because she has such a small stride, so it's hard to find the power um, in those smaller rings and keeping her going with that. Okay. Yeah. Would you would you think her small stride is part of her weakness then, or what do you think is her her, her weakness? weakness um, is probably just her overall strength and. Um, yeah, and her striding. She's not naturally, like, the best mover. Like, if you watched her, like, she's she's got a really nice canter, but her trot, she's not the fanciest. She doesn't have, like, the fanciest big moving trot. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of her weakness over time as she gets stronger. It's definitely improved a lot. So it's just finding her um, strength and giving her the ability to be strong enough in her hind end to be able to push off and work towards better lengthens because she has not very much lengthen, at least in the trot. She can get it in the canter because the canter, her spine moves a lot more, so it's easier for her to move. She just gets really tight when you go to the trot and try to lengthen her out. 
Yeah. How old is Breezy now? Breezy's 11 now. She's getting up there. Oh, wow. And I've had wow. her for seven years. Wow. Time yeah. flies. It's crazy. Time flies. <laughs> so yeah. let's move on to Mr. Liam, Irish Clover. Oh, yeah. What's, Evan uh, Irish Clover. What's What's going on <laughs> with Liam right now? What level is he at? Liam moved up to prelim, so he's a big prelim horse now. He just ran his third prelim this weekend at uh, Cobblestone at the Revel Run Farm here in Michigan. So it was nice and close, so that was good. And he had a uh, 32.1 in dressage, which is really good. Nice. And definitely room for improvement, so that's really great. So super excited about that. He show jumped clean. Um, we had a little bit of time just because it was, like, a little dry, so I just wanted to be a little bit careful. He was really good in that. Jumped really, really good. And then cross-country, he was just a beast. Um, just a little bit of time because it's so hard to make time at that, in that course specifically, because it's not like the horse park where it's just straight galloping for most of it. There's a lot of twisting and turning to get to the next jump. So you don't have, like, the straight gallop paths to go. And Liam okay. is still green. So when there are the straight stretches that he could gallop, he just needs to work on cantering in a straight line. He, what do you mean a straight line? Where where does he go? <laughs> he gets a little spooky. He, like, spooks at something on the ground, and then he spooks at something on the left, and then he just goes straight. So we just is need he, to find the consistency to go straight. Is he spooking at shadows in the wind, or what yes. is he spooking at? Yes, sometimes. Okay. Or he'll see the person off in the distance, and he'll like, oh, what are they doing? Why are they walking? Okay, just gets distracted, it sounds like. Yeah, but then, like, that was more like in the beginning of the course, and then as the course goes on, he gets better. So that, it's just something with more exposure and everything. It'll come, but just takes some time so what what place did you end up with uh liam at rebel run we ended up in fourth place i think out of like 12 or 13 or 14 people there were quite a few people in the division so that was really good that's yeah. good very good yeah what is uh what's going to be your next show with liam or competition liam, um we'll we'll be running the prelim at great meadows um, there's not a lot going on here up in Michigan or anywhere around us other than the AUCs at the end of the month. And that show is quite pricey. So that was a little bit out of the budget for me to take him there. Where, where <laughs> so, is the AACs? The AACs is in Lexington, Kentucky at the Horse Park. It's okay. at the end of August, but it's very expensive. So... We're going to go to Great Meadows. Um, I've been there. That's one of my favorite shows to go to. It's got a great Mine atmosphere too. there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And my cousin Jocelyn lives like 15 minutes away. So we can stay with her and hang out with her. And normally you come out. So it's like a good family weekend. So it's always it good is. there. I, yeah. I really like Great Meadows. It's a great venue yeah. and it's it's fun. Yeah. It's a nice course. It is. It's a really and nice get... place out there. We get the whole family together again. Yeah, it's fun stuff. <laughs> so what do you think you're going to be working on um, with Liam 
for this Great Meadows show? Is there anything that your goals are to tweak or work on? Um, I definitely think um, we'll keep continuing working on everything we've been working on. Um, we'll work more on like halting and backing and just working on that because that's in the test most likely as well. And that's just something that when you first introduce stopping and backing in the middle of a dressage test, they're kind of confused when they haven't done that before as to why they're backing up when they're supposed to be going forward. So just working on that and then like his lateral suppleness and leg yielding, he likes to get a bit stiff. So just working on him leg yielding more and then just cantering lengthens and carrying and moving him out and then bringing him back with just your body so then he doesn't get all tense when you bring him back but that's just something that takes time and he has it most of the time but sometimes he just gets a little tight but he's been really good with that and then just getting him more in shape and conditioning him a little bit more because it is quite hilly at Great Meadows so then he's able to hopefully make the time there since it's a much better gallop track out there and then working on when we are conditioning cantering in a straight line probably by the cornfield that's right next to us because the corn is pretty spooky <laughs> yeah it's that wind again <laughs> yes so we'll see <laughs> um is uh what's going to be coming up next for your podcast anything oh, in the near future have, that you know we have other horses as well i forgot to mention what do you we mean? Have a, we have a three-year-old. Our three-year-old, we're slowly getting into work, and she'll be coming up for sale soon. Oh, yes. And then... Uh, Sailor. And yes, what is, Sailor. What's Sailor's breeding? Sailor, her father is actually... Um, Sue Mosner, who is a local eventer in our area, has a advanced-level stallion. And he's quite impressive. Um, he actually got a 23 in the prelim test this weekend. So that's her dad. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's, her, that's her dad. And then her mom was a really nice thoroughbred that we had. That was a very nice mover. And so we bred her. So super, she's super cool looking. She's got some paint spots on her. Um, she's a nice little mover. Super level-headed. Like, I got on her and walked and trotted right away. Like. She didn't care at all. Cantered a little bit, well, and she's super chill. Super but let's chill. let's um kind of make sure people understand that your mom had been working a lot of groundwork with her prior to well, yes. you getting on well, her. Yes, of course. But getting on her, some people get on the young horses and they like take off bucking, and she's yeah. like, whatever. Sure. Like, so that's always a good thing to have going for you. So. Super excited about her. And then we have a two-year-old, Nemo, that is also our homebred. He is out of one of our mares that we have here and uh, Hanoverian dad. And then we have a yearling who's more sporty, who will definitely be more of the eventing type, hopefully, as well. Um, she's out of the Nemo's mom as well. And a Hanoverian australian as well and then and what's her name is that misty that that's misty and then we have baby rue that was born this year because she's a little horse after 
Yeah, she was born on Aunt Rue's birthday, actually. That's awesome. And she's so cute. She is going to be something special. She is sassy. Sassafras. Wow, that's weird. That's weird. Like she takes right after me. I guess so. It's crazy. She's she's really cute little bay. Um, but do you think Missy yeah. might be one of your next eventing horses? I would like Misty and Rue. I would like to keep all of them, but well, yeah, you know, we can't always keep them all. We can't keep them all. And then we have Jazzy, our my old mare, is having a baby as well. She's pregnant and hopefully going to have it next year. She's going to have a super cool baby. She has the sounds of KWPN. He's a super fancy mover, and she's a super fancy mover, so I think that one will be really cool. That will be something to watch out for, for sure, in the future. Yeah. Yeah, Jazzy's a really pretty horse and a good mover and a good jumper. Um, Mm -hmm. I think she she was more, correct me if I'm wrong, but she seemed like she just liked dressage more than jumping. Yeah. Um, definitely good horse but like she's more she's one of our lesson horses now and like she'll take all the lesson kids and do literally anything with them she's great that's like been her calling i think it's really funny yeah Yeah, so you are looking forward to that uh fold next year yeah so if anybody is looking for some baby horses we got contact you oh yeah you do Yeah. So, um, what do you think is going to be coming up on your uh, podcast? What can your listeners be looking forward to? Do you have anything in the works? I have a or, few I don't, that I don't, I don't, I don't want to <laughs> give them away yet because I still okay. have to like set everything and make it like solidified. But yes, I have some other companies that I want to have come on and kind of talk about what they're up to and get them talent telling us about their companies so okay reaching out and then hopefully while i'm at the competition at great meadows maybe talk to some riders there as well which would be great yeah and can you tell your listeners uh when great meadows is so great meadows is the weekend before the aacs uh it is the 20 fourth through the 27th weekend so they will run the yeah they'll have the prelim the two-star short the three-star short and the four-star short so it's a international level event and it's very very fun normally they have a lot of spectators come and watch which is super cool yeah they always have a lot of different vendors there and they also have Sometimes they have like different things going on. Like they had some kind of dog show or like mm-hmm. agility course going on. They have they have other things for spectators to get involved and participate in. Yeah, so, so it's, it's a good, good. Yeah, it's cool over there. Yeah. Well, I think everyone's caught up with everything that's going on in your really busy life now. Is I there any? So. Anybody you want to do a shout out for or any sponsors you want to mention for everyone? Oh, well, of course. So, of course, my family, because they're literally the best and they support me through everything. All my crazy endeavors, whether it be with horses or going uh, W4 Country Idol. I mean, like, oh, I'm going to say, why not? You know, why not? Why not? 
Yeah. So brave. They're all great. Yes. Gotta put yourself out there. <laughs> but I also want to say I work with Movex Joint Supplement Company, and they have the IM injections that are really, really great. They're the only company that I've really like seen a complete change in my horses when I give it to them. And if you guys are interested in checking them out, you can get a 10% off discount with my code JLREventing10. If you use that at checkout, you get 10% off, and I will put that in the show notes as well. And then my other company that I work with is Divine Equestrian, also known as Divine EQ on Instagram. And she, Anna Pierce, is the owner and operator of it. She's also a young rider. She does eventing, dressage, and barrel racing, so that's pretty cool. And so she has created this company to provide riders with more reasonably priced and comfortable clothes that doesn't break the bank. And But they're really, really great. They have great materials. They're super comfortable. They're very presentable. Like, you can show in them. She just came out with brand new competition breeches, which I'm actually supposed to be getting within the next few days. So I'm super excited about that. But if you guys want to check her out and get 10% off, you can use my code JLR10 at your checkout. So yeah. And then also go check out Stock Bubble for stock ties because those are super cool and you can customize them however you would like. You have a few of those, don't you? I do. And she came out with pre-tied ones now, too. That's what you need. I know. I know. You always like to tie your own. I do. I like to have it nice and poofy. I'd rather just have one that's already tied and you just Velcro it on. (laughs) Of course. Easier. I'm I'm a little lazy like that, I guess. Plus, I don't really want to tie one. So where can people get a hold of you if they want to, let's say, do a lesson with you or they have a pony club that's ready for a rating or a clinic? How do people find you, get in contact with you? Yeah, so I've had people reach out to me, whether it's on Instagram or Facebook. So my Instagram is JLR underscore eventing and you can follow me and DM me on there. But if you don't have Instagram, you can contact me on Facebook either from my regular page, Jordan Risky, you can instant message me on there, or you can instant message me on my Jordan Risky eventing page. Um, Those are probably the best ways to contact me. I get back to you pretty quickly, but yeah. Very good. I know that um, Jordan helps me quite a bit. I'll call her. I've FaceTimed her with my riding training issues with my horse sometimes where (laughs) lately I've been having issues with picking up the correct lead on my greener horse. So I know Jordan, Jordan always walks me through it and helps uh, give me some pointers, which are very helpful, even though we're States away. Of course. Gotta help you all the time. Come on. I know. Even States away. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, well, thanks for having me yeah. on, Jordan. It was fun to interview you, and hopefully all your listeners now know what you've been up to and that you're a very, very busy person. Well, thank you. <laughs> I appreciate you coming on the podcast and doing this with me. Thank you Anytime. so much. All righty.